Good afternoon, everybody. Um, this is Alex Barthet with the Barthet Construction Law Firm. I'm going to go through very specific contract provisions of what you should include and exclude. So let's get right into it. The mistake we see clients make is not getting the agreement in writing, whatever the agreement is. Um, so ideally, the agreement, all agreements should be in writing. And the reason is, uh, or I should say, all the terms, assumptions, exceptions must be in the agreement, in the agreement, or they don't exist. So if you have an understanding with the owner or the contractor that um, your price only includes excavation down to two feet, um, as an example, then that has to be in the agreement because if, if there's a vague point in the agreement without that, in my example, two feet specific limitation, that can come back later as a uh, something where the contractor or the owner says, well, I never agreed to that. Um, and that's what we see. We see that the inclusion uh, or the Ability to have the written agreement avoids convenient memories. People saying, well, I never agreed to that. I don't remember that. You know, show me where it says that in the agreement. So if you have exclusions, assumptions, um, limitations, uh, in addition to all of the other terms and conditions we'll talk about, it is absolutely critical that those show up in the contract. We have a client who's been in business for many, many years. And they have a long list of exclusions that they carry in every one of their contracts. And when asked about how they came up with those exclusions, their answer was that we uh, made a mistake, something went wrong on a job. And because of that, we went and added it to our list of exclusions. So every one of the 20 some items that are their terms and conditions, they have a story well, that was the so-and-so job where we did this and the contractor did this, and, and this is what went wrong. So we made sure to add a provision so that that wouldn't happen again. So if you take a few minutes and stop and think of the things that you do, and more importantly, the things that you don't do, and you include those in your contract um, as terms, conditions, exclusions, assumptions, whatever you want to call them, um, it'll go a long way at avoiding disputes in the future. Remember, they may not agree, but at least you can put it on the table in advance that this is my expectation of what I'm going to do and not do. And the other side will have to come back and tell you, no, 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 we don't agree to that because our expectation is different. You're better off having that conversation before you start your work rather than after. Now, we get this question a lot. Well, what about my estimate or my bid or my quote? Um, are those contracts? And the answer is absolutely. Um, any agreement that you have that's ideally executed by both parties in advance of the, the bulk of the work becomes your contract. So what's, what's important? It's important that it be in writing and that if that's gonna be your contract, that you include the legal terms and conditions um, including those assumptions and exclusions I talked about before um, in your contract. You should have a contract always ready to go 
because you would be surprised sometimes where you'll engage with a contractor or an owner and they say, well, give me your form of contract. Give me your agreement. Um, and if you don't have one ready, then you look a little less sophisticated. So you want to make sure that you always have a form of agreement ready to go that has all of those things in it. Now, there is one exception to this rule where sometimes no agreement is better than a one-sided agreement. And I'll, I'll explain this with a story. We had a client who's an electrician who started a job based on a handshake, provided a quote. That quote was never executed. They started the work month one, month two, month three. It comes time now um, to get funded uh, for month three. And the contractor says to our subcontractor electrician client, we are not going to pay you until you sign our contract. And he, his response was, well, I don't agree. I've already given you all of my proposed changes. And they say, well, we don't agree to those changes. So if you don't sign our contract um, without any changes, and obviously it was a very one-sided general contractor agreement, if you don't sign our contract with, without any changes, then we're not gonna pay you. He felt trapped and he unfortunately made the mistake of signing that contract um, and continuing on with the job. And it turns out that the contract he signed actually at the desk in order to pick up his check at the contractor's office didn't include all of the scopes of work. Um, I should say it the other way around. It included more work than what he bid on but because he didn't review it because he was forced to sign on the spot, um, he, he committed to provide more than what he bid on. Um, plus it had all these terms and conditions which he didn't agree to. Fast forward a few more months, the job goes sideways and um, now he's in a dispute with the contractor. Unfortunately, the agreement that's gonna control this relationship is the one he didn't wanna sign, but in fact did. So hindsight being 2020, what should you do? In that situation, you should not sign the agreement. Um, the advice to him had he called us when this occurred would have been, don't sign the agreement. If they're not gonna pay you, then your agreement is effectively a handshake, which, which has terms that are better for you than what is in the contractor's contract. And if you need to, you can lean. That's another thing folks don't understand is that even if you don't have a written agreement, if you've done work on a piece of property, you still have lien rights. So the client could have walked off the job, put a lien on the project for all of the work in place. And you know it's not an ideal situation. We may have still had to fight over the lien, but actually his situation was significantly worse because of the terms and conditions he signed. So that's an example of one situation in which having no agreement is better than the one-sided agreement that someone may uh, force you to sign. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks for participating. Have a great day.